The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and wellness brand and resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips, and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Hi guys, it's me, Sydney. Today is a tough topic. Um, We are talking about grief and death and mourning and how there really isn't a right way to mourn. This is a really difficult episode to record, but in the last year I've lost three people and I know a lot of people can relate to this. So I thought I'd share my experience and how I've mourned because we all face loss at some point in our life. I'm going to share some valuable and practical insight with you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hey guys, it's Sydney. Today, like I said, is kind of a tough topic. I wasn't sure if I was going to record this podcast or not. However, we all face loss in life, whether that's death of a person or a pet or a job or a relationship or or anything. And I just thought that this would be super valuable and I wanna share my experience and how I've kind of worked through this process. And I just want you know, you to use this as your go-to for if you're ever in this situation um, because it's something that I could have really used. So this past year has been not what I expected. Um, It's been about one year since my grandfather passed away. I remember a year ago sitting in my bed at home waiting for the call. Um, He was in the hospital in Ohio where his doctors were. He's originally from Ohio, but he would spend half of his year down in Florida, which was nice. And I knew that he wasn't doing well. He had fallen a few days prior. He had leukemia and a couple of other pretty rare health complications that I won't get into. Um, And honestly, talking about it feels like yesterday. And you know how you go into a new year and you're like, this is going to be my year? Well, this has not been my year, although I went into it, of course, thinking it would be. Um, When my grandfather passed away, I had never actually experienced loss. I mean, I lost my great-grandparents. I'm fortunate to have have known them, um, and I remember their funeral, but I'm really talking about loss as an adult, um, the effect that it has on you, and then actually dealing with grief. I've been so fortunate that I had never dealt with losing someone so close to me, um, someone that I had spent so much time with. So taking a turn for the worst, and I apologize. I feel like I'm apologizing in every video, like something happens. So so just so you know with me, if you really want to get to know Sydney, like I'll be in the middle of doing something and like the uh, aromatherapy diffuser will go off, the air conditioning will turn on, like noises will come in in the background, there will be construction, like nothing goes right, but like I always laugh about it. So, okay, the air conditioning just turned on, so if you hear that in the background, which you probably won't, I'm just putting it out there because this is me. (laughs) So anyways, um, let's get back into this. So taking a turn for the worst, I then lost my cousin to cancer, which was horrible, and my dog, Cooper, on my birthday. 
um, all within the last year. They were amazing people and of course, yes, we consider Cooper a person. And if you know me, you know that I've really been struggling. Um, I'm angry a lot, I'm sad a lot. I cry all the time. My temper is just out of control. I have panic attacks every single night. I can't sit in a restaurant because I feel like I'm going to faint. It's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, my throat constantly feels like it's closing. I've isolated myself. I've focused purely on my work and that's it. I've become extremely spacey, um, a bit careless, and I think about them all day long. I wake up thinking about them and I go to sleep thinking about them. So I'm going to be really real in this podcast and open, as I do with, with all of them. Um, but this one especially, I want to go a little deeper because it's so relatable and something that we all face in our lives. So I kind of went into this depression or shock after my grandfather passed away. And I'm not one to show or want to feel emotions. I pushed them away as much as I could. Um, one of the reasons was because I also felt an extreme amount of guilt after my grandfather passed away. So I'm going to tell you, you know, kind of what happened and then I will give you my tips. So just keep listening. Um, this is something actually, the guilt, it's something that really only my parents know, but now everybody's going to know. And I want to share it with you because I've really struggled with this. Um, and, and if anyone's ever struggled with that guilt feeling, then know that you're not alone. I was very close with my papa. I drove up to Boca all the time to see him, to have breakfast, lunch, or spend the night. We'd go for our walks, we'd hang out. He was always there for me. We had so much fun together. We laughed and joked around all the time. We were never bored. He had the best sense of humor. He was so funny and weird like me. Yes, I just called myself funny, but I'm his granddaughter and I feel like he would approve. <laughs> um, a few months before he passed away, this is the guilt story, um, April to be exact, I knew something was off, but I didn't want to accept it or see it. Uh, my entire family knew something was off. They kept telling me I, I just didn't want to see it. Um, it was Passover. We're Jewish. Um, and he's down in Florida. I'm down in Florida. Um, and he didn't invite me to the Passover Seder. Um, my entire family, I found out, was coming in, aunts, uncles, and cousins. And he even spoke about it in front of me. This was not like him at all. But like I said, I didn't want to see that something was off. So I felt so beyond hurt and I took it personally. I distanced myself from him. I refused to accept what my parents told me that something was off. I, that something was going on with him, you know, that he wasn't feeling well. I thought it was an excuse and I just thought he didn't love me anymore, which sounds crazy saying it now. But when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, we're all entitled to feel how we feel. You know, how could someone you are so close with not invite you to a holiday dinner when you are just 45 minutes away? So it was very unusual. And the first time it had ever happened, my mom brought it up to him and he reached out immediately and didn't realize that he had never mentioned it. Um, he also said some other things that were very weird for him that, you know, I need to be less sensitive, just kind of like a harsher tone with me. And we didn't have that kind of relationship. I just didn't know what was going on. Like something was weird. So he would text me and call me and I wouldn't reply. Um, I was still hurt. This is April. He passed away in June. 
Um, after about a few weeks, I replied, and you know, we had it. We were actually going to his retirement party in Ohio because he was fine. He loved to work. His his passion was his work. He never wanted to retire. That was so hard. He worked basically until the day that he died. And so I was going to see him anyways. And we were talking, and it was fine. But something was was off. And then he started getting sick. And he was going for tests and he was in and out of the hospital. And of course, I was there for him, calling him to see how he was doing. And I saw him, you know, a couple weeks for his retirement party before he passed away. Knowing that I handled the situation in such a selfish manner has left me with an insane amount of guilt, terrible feelings, and a huge life lesson called communication. There is nothing more that I wish I could do than tell him how much I love him and apologize. I did eventually obviously speak to him about it, but the fact that I went a couple of weeks without saying anything just kills me. You know, I didn't know that he was sick or that this was going on. I refused to see it. Um, I just, I didn't understand. And, you know, then when my cousin passed away just a few months later, I remember sitting at the funeral, literally holding onto the seat because I felt like I was going to have a breakdown. And then Cooper passed away on my birthday, my dog, and that's when everything just went downhill. So a lot of loss in a short amount of time, and I had no idea how to handle it. Um, all that I knew was that my work was suffering, my relationships were suffering, and my mental health is still suffering sometimes. Um, after Cooper, I really got back into journaling, um, and that's when I got strict with my morning routine and self-care rituals. I knew that death, you know, it's part of life. And I knew that I had to grieve in order to move forward, right? So this is what I started doing. So here are some tips. If anyone is facing loss in whatever way that may be or has faced loss or loss or, you know, might face loss in the future, keep this handy. One, I started journaling in the morning and night. Um, I really started using calming essential oils again like lavender and I also really like eucalyptus I talk about this a lot it reminds me of the spa which is like very relaxing I started getting into like zen and took advantage of my Himalayan salt lamps um, sounds became part of my routine so I listened to calming music morning and night and sometimes throughout the day I began meditating I began taking breaks during the day just to walk and reflect and be grateful and to be honest each day kind of felt like it was getting worse despite these positive external factors that I put in place because again I talk about this a lot external factors don't make us happy we kind of have to work through it on the inside uh, but these routines were really bringing out so many emotions and as I mentioned I don't like to feel so these routines were only going to work if I allowed myself to feel. So that's another tip for you. You need to allow yourself to feel and start putting routines in place to get those emotions out and take care of your mental health. So as I sit here today recording this emotional podcast, I've realized that there really isn't a right way to mourn. There isn't a right way to move forward with your life. There isn't a right way to grieve. Like everybody can grieve in their own way and it's not the same for everyone. You know, everyone does so in their own time and it, what's important to me is that you feel that's the only way to move forward. Um, again, you could. this doesn't just have to do with death, this has to do with any kind of loss. You have to feel in order to move forward. 
So actually, I went to a therapist, and guys, honestly, a therapist is a luxury. There is nothing wrong with going to a therapist. Um, and I encourage anyone who is struggling, no matter what you're struggling with, to see one if you can. And if you can't, call a friend. That's another form of therapy. It's nothing to be ashamed of, okay? It's actually amazing. So here is some free therapy for anyone in need. You know, this way now, if you, you know, are not in the position to go to a therapist, I am giving you exactly what she told me. So here's what I took away from my session. One, instead of pushing away what I feel and diving into work to keep my mind busy so I don't have to think about things, I need to identify what that feeling is and understand that it's okay to feel that feeling. The next thing is to actually feel that feeling and literally sit with it. Like if you're feeling sad, literally sit down on a chair in your bed, in your car, wherever it is, and literally say, you know, I'm feeling really sad right now and give yourself an amount of time and feel that sadness. Don't go to work immediately. Don't put on the music immediately. Don't do all these little external things. Those things help with the process, but sit with it. She also mentioned to me, which I thought this was interesting, um, that we don't need to move on after someone passes or after facing a loss. And I think that's a big thing. Everyone's always like, you need to move on, you need to move on, or you're going to move on. She said we need to move forward with them. So it's all about perspective. We need to move forward with them. If you've ever lost someone close to you, you know the pain that I'm talking about, but you have the memories. And I honestly don't know how to move forward with them. And that term is actually taking me a while to comprehend, but I want to share it with you um, so that you can take your time to understand it. Um, what I took away from the session, though, is that moving forward means moving forward with their memories and with them still in my heart, because that's really all we can do. They might physically be gone, but they are still very present in my heart. So no matter what it is that I do in life, their presence will still be with me. So my therapist also shared a new journaling technique. And for those of you who follow me, you know I'm all about journaling. And like I said before, I journal um, during the day and at night. It is my everything. <laughs> so it, it's helped me resolve so many issues, get through a lot in life. And I just love to journal. I love to write. Um, so when I journal, I tend to write about a situation or the day. Like I tell a lot of people, you know, journal three pages, whatever comes to your mind, right? Well, she had... A new technique so um, when I went for my session I told her I was angry so rewind to one of my struggles that I've been dealing with in the past year anger right she recommended journaling about a specific emotion so she said that this will help you to feel the emotion but also get to the root of it and be able to move forward. So I thought that was interesting to journal about a specific emotion. So I would suggest trying that. This mindset shift and other journaling techniques can take time. Nothing changes overnight, but if you're struggling, this is a really, really good tip to try. So I just saved you $150. So as I reflect on this past year, I choose to be grateful for my amazing memories. And I hope that you do the same if you are ever in this situation. Um, I will write a dedicated post about my loss with my cousin and my dog Cooper as those dates come. But right now I really want to talk about my papa. He was awesome. Um, that's the best word to describe him. And this is something that's also therapeutic for me to talk about 
you know, as hard as it is to talk about what I loved about him, um, it's a good way to help me move forward. But he was hilarious. He hilarious. He was hilarious. He had the funniest sense of humor. We wore matching aviator sunglasses. He was dedicated to his family, his friends, and his career. He was the most loyal man you'd ever meet, and I definitely get my loyalty from him. I'm very trusting of people, sometimes too trusting, and but I like to stay loyal. Um, he loved what he did every day of his life. He didn't play tennis, but of course showed up in the neighborhood tennis photo. I mean, back in the day he might have played tennis, but when he showed up in the like community in Boca, Florida, uh, tennis photo, he he was he didn't he wasn't playing. <laughs> uh, he was so positive on life. We both loved watching Cops, the TV show. He was obsessed with Ralph Lauren and had about a hundred of the same polo shirts. So I have some of those in my drawer. He loved to walk, but more specifically, taking laps around the pool, which I thought was funny. I'm also so grateful that I moved to Florida. Um, Papa lived in Toledo, Ohio during the summer and Florida during the rest of the year. So the amount of time that I got to spend with him was priceless. Um, a funny story for you. After his funeral, we went back to his house in Toledo and I wanted to grab a sweatshirt from his closet. When I walked into his closet, because I never walked into his closet really, there I mean, I could have, but there was no need. Uh, when I walked in, I noticed that everything was color coordinated and perfectly organized. And then I thought about my closet and I kind of like I'm tearing up right now. I have severe OCD and my closet is color coordinated and perfectly organized just like his was. And so every time I walk into my closet now, I think of my papa because we obviously had some OCD in common, but I mean, who doesn't love a closet that looks like a store? And I know he'd agree. So last weekend, also another story, my cousin's girlfriend, uh, who also happens to be my business partner, was in town. She told me that when she met my grandfather a few years ago, he told her, the first one of the first things he told her was how proud he was of me. And I never knew that, and I started crying. I cried for like a week about this. <laughs> um, he was just so supportive, loving, kind, non-judgmental, except, except when it came down to how literal, literal I was. Um, I liter I'm just a very literal person. Like I'm, I just am. Um, so here are a few lessons that I learned from him because the lessons are endless, but I want to share a few, and I hope that you can learn from these lessons also. One, be honest in everything you do. He was super honest and upfront. Two, be loyal to everyone around you. Loyalty is everything. Three, family is everything. Four, treat everyone in treat everyone you love, friends, clients, or employees like family. I admire that so much about him. Do what needs to be done. Stop talking, just do it. Like do what needs to be done. He was really big on that. Like if my, like if I had to do my car payment, he would ask me, he would be like, did you do your car payment? And I would be like, oh, I forgot about that. And he would be like, you need to do it. Like you need to do what needs to get done. Always do things on time. Same thing with the car payment. Um, if you commit to something, follow through. He was very big on that. Show up on time, wear black. He personally thought it was more flattering on me, which is really funny. Um, switch the clock in your car after daylight savings. I never did that and it's funny because the time changed. Um, 
when was that like a month ago or something I honestly don't know at this moment um, and I never used to change the time and he would come in the car make sure I would change it and I still haven't changed it now it's still an hour earlier because it makes me think of him so you know I am going to take a few laps around the pool today I think watch cops and go through old photos because talking about this just reminds me of him and this is how I choose to mourn. And it's in my own way, in my own time. Yes, it's been a year, but it could take me five years. I might never feel okay, but you know what, that's okay. As long as I'm taking care of my mental health and I think of the good memories. There isn't a right way to mourn. I hope you found this podcast very valuable. Um, I hope you found clarity in anything you might be going through in life. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and took away a few important lessons. So thank you again so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye guys.